ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जय टू यू फ्रेंड्स आई मे हैव मिक्स्ड अप सम ऑफ माय स्टैंजेस हियर इट्स entirely possible when you got pages and pages to turn but it doesn't matter because the truths that i'm speaking are truths and the application that i have made here is also true arjuna says uh, they say of arjuna observing this far flung array of his own kith and kin before him the son of kunti arjuna was filled with pity and spoke sorrowfully oh krishna seeing these my own relatives gather together ready to fight us my strength fails me my limbs quiver my mouth becomes parched my whole body trembles my hair stands on end all these being signs of inner conflict the sacred bow gandhiva slips from my grasp as with bent spine he slumps forward in discouragement and my skin is on fire a hint of awakened latent desires i cannot remain upright and my mind loses all focus these are sort of uh humorous descriptions but they're very real for somebody who's going through these things i remember one fellow monk in the monastery coming into my room in the in the daytime when i would be at my desk working he'd sit on my bed uh, i used to work in my bedroom obviously and he'd have he just sigh like this and everything seemed so heavy to him and i couldn't understand why it had to be so heavy it didn't seem heavy to me but it was very real to him and the the uh, dismay that one feels when he has to when he realizes how very strong these impulses are i remember him saying once if only i could just get my hand on them he was a very strong person and he thought in terms of wrestling and fighting like this but uh, it's not that way you have to come in from behind you have to learn tricks you have to sort of come in the back door and uh, take them by surprise there are many tricks you have to learn to overcome but the most important of all is to stand at the front door and call to god and say come my house is your house and so arjuna with his horror is saying oh krishna i behold in this upcoming war only omens of evil indeed no good results can come from slaying these my own family members because he sees them as his own part of his own nature his own family of consciousness oh krishna i crave no victory against these my kinsmen nor kingdom nor the rewards of victory nor even life itself of what use indeed to us would be these hollow gains i've interpolated a few words here but this is what the devotee feels in the beginning sometimes so i gain all this but what have i got if i've killed all these relatives if i've gotten rid of all these qualities won't my life be just a wretched desert then with no life no life-giving water no oases nothing and so you must understand that the the uh, path to god seems difficult at first and let's admit that it does but it's a seeming it isn't difficult when you get into it because actually every step of the way becomes greener every step of the way becomes better and whereas many people fall away at the beginning 
the longer they go, the more fulfilled they feel until finally they realize there's really nothing in this world except finding the joy of my own being. And so we go on here. Those ranged before us are our own past teachers' inclinations toward and hopes for attaining false worldly desires and ambitions. I'm interpolating these things. Fathers, that is to say, begetters of past sense inclinations. Sons, which is to say, sense pleasures themselves. Grandfathers, or sense tendencies from past incarnations. Uncles, fathers-in-law, grandsons, brothers-in-law, and other kinsmen, more distant influences, in other words, global, national, social, environmental, familial, were surrounded by all these influences. It seems like a huge thing to have to overcome all of this and to find this misty, shadowy nothing that we know nothing about. O Madhusudana Krishna, how can I consent to kill these relatives even if their own desire is to kill me? I would rather replenish, I would rather relinquish sovereignty. I'd rather not even do this big battle of attaining self-mastery over the three worlds even, the causal, the astral, and physical universes. What to speak then of conquest over this little earthly kingdom, my physical body? What happiness could we find, O no Janardana, Krishna, in destroying Dhritarashtra's clan? Sinful though they be, would not we too incur sin by slaying them? You see, the mind has all these subtle ways of tricking itself, self-justifications, um, like that song, I'm just a girl who can't say no. What are you going to do when a fellow talks flirty and uh, so on? What are you going to do, spit in his eye? Well, that's not the only alternative you have, but she presents that. The mind does that. The mind offers you all sorts of reasons why you really ought to go on living the way you do. Don't let yourself be fooled. That's why truthfulness is so important. One thing with truthfulness is to ask questions and see if, if the, the proposition stands up under them. There can be no, there can be no justification, surely, in killing our own cousins, Dhritarashtra's sons. Even if they, blinded by greed for possession, see nothing wrong in killing us, their own relatives, and I read this one before by mistake, ought not we, who knowing right from wrong, see the evil involved in annihilating a whole dynasty, ought not we, for our own part, abstain from this great crime? With the disintegration of a family, its ancient traditions are lost, and I talked about this before, but we must understand that finally, it says the women of the family become corrupt, that is to say the feeling quality of the devotee may lose its coherence and descend into a chaos of emotions and confusion. We must learn to balance the two aspects of our own mind. As I said before, we're both male and female. We have reason and feeling, and we must balance these two so that when we feel something, we offer it up to our calm reason to see if it is true. And when we reason something, we try to feel from the intuition whether this is right or not, 
because your reason can tell me tell you all sorts of things. When I was a child, I didn't like spinach, and I didn't actually offer this alternative to my mother, but I used to enjoy reasoning falsely, deliberately falsely, just to sort of show my mind, convince myself that by reason alone, I wasn't going to find the truth that I wanted. So I, I might well have said, and perhaps said, in fact, something similar. Well, Mother Green is the color of spinach, and green is also the color of envy. And besides, the taste of spinach is bitter, and you don't want me growing up to be bitterly envious, do you? And I would know that this was false reasoning, but I enjoyed using false re reasoning to show myself how reasoning can be false, how we can trick ourselves by reason. We have to feel, you know, when I read Autobiography of a Yogi, what he said, much of what he said was completely different from everything I had ever believed to be true. I didn't know anything about saints in those days. And when Lahiri Mahashai materialized himself on page eight, I think it is, of the, of the book to my guru's father, I mean, that was pretty much to swallow. But I knew because my heart was convinced. My reason rejected it, and I, my heart absolutely accepted it. So on, on the reasoning level, I just put everything on a shelf. And I told myself that I'll face these things when I'm ready to, but first I know what I'm doing. And as I said, I took the next bus across the country, four days and four nights to my guru. When you know in your heart, follow that feeling. It will lead you aright. Joy to you.